Good morning, church, and welcome to the Sunday service here at the Free Community Church. Uh, it's really so good to see each and every one of you this morning. Last week, uh, we all took a break and hope that um, you use that break well to catch up with your family and friends. So it's really nice to being able to have a live service again, whether you're joining us here in person or online. And so since this is the first time that I've been able to, you know, we've been able to gather, I just want to use this opportunity on the eighth day of the Lunar New Year to wish you all a very happy Lunar New Year. Um, and um, I've got this Ang Pao with me here that says, Sila Ping An. And I want to wish that for each and every one of you. Um, this Ang Pao is actually uh, from Chinatown, and there's a verse on the back, you know, and uh, it comes from Romans 15 and verse 13. And I want to share this blessing on each and every one of you and offer it to you as a blessing over your life. And it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in God, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So as we come together this morning for a time of worship and gathering around the Word, would you rise in body or in spirit to join us in the call to worship? Hungry for meaning? Welcome, Welcome home. home. Thirsty for purpose? Welcome home. Yearning for comfort? Welcome home. Burning for challenge? Welcome home. Ready for learning? Welcome home. Eager for serving? Welcome home and welcome to worship. Please do remain standing. Uh, join us in one heart and, one, and with your voices and let's lift up God in praise this morning. Beautiful name above every 
Let not my will but yours be done. Shake my foundations till I come undone. And let my walls fall to the ground. Build my heart to face the sound. Let not my will. Yours be done. Shame my foundations till I come undone. And let my walls fall to the ground. Build my heart to face the sound of your voice calling me to rise from the I hear your voice calling me to trust you instead. I hear your voice calling me to move out in faith. I hear your voice. I hear your voice. I have been here. I'm hold again. Our praises are rising, 
Church, my name is Mark, and I'll be leading prayer for today. Uh, so let's close our eyes and prepare ourselves for prayer. As we take the time to pause, allow yourself to rest in each breath. And with each breath, allow yourself to fall deeper into the presence of God. Gracious God, you are the God who comforts us when we grieve. You are the God who embraces us when we are sad. You are the God who forgives us when we fail. You are the God who delights in us when our hearts are right with you. In those times we hide from you, you are the God who pursues us and reminds us of our belovedness and who challenges us to remain faithful and walk with you and with each other. Truly you are the God who fills our hunger and quenches our thirst for a meaningful life. Truly you are the source of all that is good. Gracious God, thank you for the cool showers we've enjoyed over the past weeks and the nourishment the rain has given to all creation. Thank you for the activities or duties we've been busy with each day. And during this period of extended vacations, thank you, Lord, for the many moments of rest and opportunities to connect with friends, family, ourselves, and with you. Lord, we recognize that these times of connecting may be challenging for some of us, especially for some of us who may have difficult relationships 
with the people around us. And we recognize that amid the well-wishes of abundant blessings, there continue to be disaster, deprivation, droughts, famines, hardship that continue to plague the lives of many around the world. Lord, your creation cries out to you for answers. And Lord, we are a part of this creation, Lord, and we recognize that there are no easy answers. Why things happen and why things have to be the way they are. Lord, we trust in your faithfulness. We take courage in your creative and continual work of healing. And we commit ourselves to you, Lord, that when we are ready, that we will be of service to your will. May we as a church be like Jesus, who mourns for those who mourn, who brings peace to places of division and comforts those who are poor in spirit. May we as a church be like Jesus, who exhibits courage in the face of persecution, but does so with kindness and humility. May we in FCC, as a church, encourage and strengthen each other to walk together in the footsteps of Christ. And regardless of how much we have or lack, develop hearts of gratitude for whatever we do have. And regardless of what we have or lack, may we cultivate hearts of compassion for those around us and especially for those who are suffering. May we learn to love as Jesus did and be the fruit that nourishes the world and blesses all creation. Gracious God, we lift up these words of prayer, spoken and unspoken, and all the meditations of all our hearts, we lift them up to you in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.
So good morning, everyone. It's so nice to see all of you and a very blessed Lunar New Year to all of you. Um, this morning, as we begin uh, the time of our sermon, uh, I want to invite you to get onto menti.com. Uh, something that we use uh, in order for us to interact during sermon time. Love to hear your insights, uh, your experiences, um, your thoughts. So if you can um, just uh, go into this QR code, or you can type fcc.li li slash mentee, uh, and then it will bring you into the slides for today and the questions for today as well. Okay? So our focus theme for 2023 is walking each other as community towards growth and wholeness in Christ. But what is growth and wholeness in Christ? And what are the steps that could help lead us towards growth and wholeness? Today, our scripture text comes from Matthew chapter 5, a very familiar passage, I think, for many of us. And perhaps this passage of scripture will help shed some light on what those first steps towards growth and wholeness look like. And because this is such a familiar passage, it's known as the Beatitudes for those of you who uh, have heard of it. I want to read it in a slightly different version today so that it kind of gives you, um, hopefully, a, a new, uh, refreshing insight into these verses, okay? So it's Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 to 12, and I'm reading from the message today. And you can follow along in any other version um, that you're comfortable with, okay? So when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed the hillside, and those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and he taught his climbing companions. And this is what he said. You are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and God's rule. You are blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are 
no more, no less. And that's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed. When you have worked up a good appetite for God, God is food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. Wait a while, huh? It's taking a little bit to catch up. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. And not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even for though they don't like it. I do. And all heaven applauds and know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. How countercultural, how counterintuitive Jesus' words are, right? And perhaps they carry profound wisdom for us as we consider what it means to live a blessed life. Jesus says, You are blessed. And then he gives all these scenarios that are. Mm, not necessarily what we would usually consider blessed. You are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. You are blessed when you've lost what is most dear to you. You are blessed when you hunger. What kind of twisted logic is that? What is Jesus trying to say? And can this be Jesus' secret to a happy life? The word blessed, blessed, are or you are blessed actually is makarios in Greek, right? And this word is often translated as happy or blessed, to be envied. But the interesting thing is, although it's translated as blessed, some scholars suggest that a better translation uh, is the word flourishing. Flourishing. Right? And such that the Beatitudes will read something like this You are flourishing when you are at the end of your rope, etc. Right? The Beatitudes are actually basically descriptions of what it looks like to be living well in the present, in the world now. And this is why scholars say flourishing is perhaps a better word for makarios. But maybe let me just ask you first, right? When you think about the word flourishing, what does flourishing look like to you? All right, we put aside uh, Matthew 5 first. 
I mean, what does flourishing mean to you? When you say someone is flourishing, when you say someone's life is flourishing, <laughs> of course, in the Lunar New Year, wealth and money uh, is a very big thing, right? <laughs> For a lot of Chinese especially, <laughs> flourishing, fortune, blessing is wealth and money. <laughs> but I'm glad uh, we have others as well. <laughs> Growing, yeah, absolutely. Improving the mind, etc. Fruitful, a shiny beacon. Meeting your potential. Thriving, yeah. That's another very good word for flourishing, right? Thriving, abundance, having integrity, glowing, right? When someone is glowing. Prosperity in all of its forms, right? Not just money and wealth, I hope. Shalom, yes. Shalom is definitely flourishing. Career advancement, yes. Equanimity, yes, right? Healthy, no lack. Very good. So some of the biggest words we see there, some of the more common words we see there are shalom, wealth, thriving, growing, right? Those are all very good words for flourishing. But let me ask you, how could one be blessed or flourishing when they are at the end of their rope? It doesn't sound like a lot of these things here, right? I mean, these things are like, you know, there's prosperity, there's stability, there's, you know, being able to advance in your career, being enough. I mean, how could one be blessed or flourishing when they're at the end of their rope, when they have lost what's most dear to them? What is Jesus saying? If you go along in Matthew 5, you will come to Matthew 5, verse 48. And this verse often creates a lot of problems for Christians, right? <laughs> because we are all very perfectionists in general. <laughs> and then this verse goes, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And then all of us go like, no, oh dear, we are not perfect. Oh, how are we ever going to be perfect? And then we get all in a tizzy about it, right? But the Greek word here for perfect, and I want to say this because it's so important, because we get so mixed up with this, is teleos, which actually refers to the full flourishing of human nature. Right? The Hebrew roots behind this idea, they refer to being complete or whole. Be whole, be complete, as your heavenly Father is whole and complete. That's actually what it means. All right? Not perfect in the perfectionist kind of mindset that we have. Right? It means undivided in heart. And this is actually what it means to be blessed. And so let me show you another version, right, of this exact same verse, be perfect, right, in the message. And it says, in a word, what I'm saying is, grow up, grow up. Your kingdom subjects, now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives toward you. And that's actually, in a nutshell, what it means. You see, basically through the Beatitudes, what Jesus is saying is this. You are blessed, you are flourishing when you face difficult situations that lead you closer to God, that lead you closer to becoming whole and complete. That is when you are flourishing. And this is not easy for many of us to accept because as human beings, we would prefer not to face pain or suffering or difficult situations in order to grow and to become whole. 
But this is essentially the wisdom behind Jesus' words in the Beatitudes. You see, the Beatitudes are Jesus' way of describing God's kingdom that is both already and not yet. Holding that tension between the already and not yet, we are blessed and flourishing even though it doesn't always feel like it. The already and not yet. It is straddling in this liminal space. I'm not sure if you've heard this term before, liminal space, sacred space. But it's a term Richard Raw says, is the sacred space where transformation happens. It comes from the word limen, which means threshold, like crossing the threshold. It's a space between the familiar and the completely unknown, the already and the not yet. And he says, the threshold is God's waiting room. It's where God is birthing something, creating something, bringing something to pass. Perhaps it will be easier to understand if I give you a concrete example of a liminal space. The pandemic was a liminal space for all of us. Whether we liked it or not, whether we chose it or not, we were all pushed into this liminal space of the unknown and much uncertainty. There was fear, there was loss, there was grief. There were definitely more questions than answers. There was and still is much anxiety. What I observed quite early on during the pandemic was what was happening to us as a church. If I were completely honest, I would say we were stuck in a rut before the pandemic hit. We were doing largely the same things year in and year out. But we were all pushed into a liminal space when the whole world entered into an unprecedented time and together we experienced a global pandemic. As in many churches, we were faced with the challenge of defining what is church, what is worship, especially when we cannot gather in person. We were forced to question, to innovate, and to reimagine how to be church in a situation that none of us have experienced before. And I would say this challenging situation was actually very important to our growth as a church. It helped us break out of the familiar, the rut, into the completely unknown, the uncertain, to question how we were doing church and what church is really about. How to be community and how to continue building community when the world around us was in chaos. It meant we had to take risks that we have never taken before. And it was scary. But I'm thankful that we had one another. Our wonderful leadership team and many of you who stepped up to ride this wave of risk-taking together. Now that the situation of the pandemic is shifting, we need to be careful not to fall back into the rut and just crave the familiar. The question for us is, can we continue to ride the wave of this risk-taking? What is God's Spirit saying to us and how is God leading us into the future? Do we dare to continue innovating, growing, and allowing ourselves to be uncomfortable at times, 
so God can move us towards what could be. In his sermon three weeks ago, Myak said, healing, growth and wholeness requires taking that risk. Only then will God, through the people around us, heal the wounds that we have and lead us to wholeness. And that is a liminal space. One of my friends, one of my classmates, actually defined liminality this way. And she said, liminality is accepting what is and stepping gently, boldly and steadily towards what could be. I think this is a beautiful way to describe the Beatitudes. Accepting what is and stepping gently, boldly, steadily towards what could be. We are blessed, flourishing, even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. God is birthing something, doing something within us and around us, even though we may not perceive it. And more importantly, what Jesus shows us clearly in the Beatitudes is God's unwavering proximity, that closeness to us in times of pain, of suffering, of sorrow, or lost. God is nearest to those who are lowly, oppressed, broken, unwanted, grieving. And this is something for us to recognize about the radical counterintuitiveness of God's priorities and promises. You are blessed, you are flourishing when you face difficult situations that lead you closer to God. So let me ask you, what perhaps has been a liminal space for you? What has been that space where you have found yourself thrust into the unknown, the uncertain, maybe the fearful, the difficult. And you're not really sure what that entails, what God has in store for you, and you're feeling like you're held in that tension. What has been a liminal space for you? I know the pandemic definitely was one that is true for all of us. But for many of us, it can be all sorts of things. It can be your job, relationships, your family, different situations, right? Double-slit experiment. Hmm, I'm not really sure what that is. Change of job because of illness, yeah. Career progression hiatus. Mm -hmm. Confronting my sexuality and coming out, yes. I think for many who have had to reconcile your sexuality, and having to come out, that's, a, that's one of those liminal spaces. Changing careers, yes, losing my job, yeah. Being confident, recovery from mental illness, career switch, being alive, yes. Being in rehab, losing the things and relationships I built, yeah. Understanding myself and the kind of relationship that will help me thrive. Mm -hmm. That's what a liminal space does for us, right? It, it gives us opportunities to do that, to learn to understand ourselves. Put on a job improvement program, the sudden death of a close friend, mm -hmm. realizing my mother was a narcissist and realizing that this is not something I could change. Yeah. Running away from home, mm -hmm. not knowing where to go from here, 
your life stage. Yep. Being powerless, letting go of all worries and letting God help me switch careers. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for digging deep. I know this is not an easy question, right? You kind of had to like really dig deep and to kind of be able to articulate some of the very difficult things that some of us may be experiencing even right now. Many of us are in a liminal space because of grief and loss, because of massive transitions, because of difficult realizations of the people around us. Many things, right? You are blessed, flourishing when you face difficult situations that lead you closer to God. So don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't be afraid of discomfort. And most importantly, when bad things happen, don't think you're being punished or that God is angry with you. Sometimes the most challenging situations present an opportunity for us to go deeper with God. And that is the way towards growth and wholeness. So I was just curious, what is one area you'd like to grow in this year? Maybe some of you have had some time to reflect since the beginning of this year. What is something that you want to grow in, in this year? And if you have not had time to reflect, and I, I'm sure many of us haven't also, it's been a crazy a beginning of the year. Maybe take this time to just reflect a little bit. Is there an area that you'd like to kind of really focus on? They really like to grow in this year. To be resilient, yes. I think that's true for many, many of us, right? Learning to be resilient, accepting I'm imperfect. Amen. Professionally, patience, fitness, security, physical health, focus, independence, to pray more consistently, to be more present, to connect deeply, independence is a bigger one, to minister to people, healthy living and eating, be kind to myself, yeah. work, elderly parents, attending church more. Yes, come, come. We're waiting for you. <laughs> Meaningful relationships, security in uncertainty. Yeah, security is a big one, yeah. Discipline, yep. Many things, relationships at work, to connect more time with God, to filter out the noise, yeah, to pray more consistently, to learn a new language, wonderful, to grow in Bible knowledge, mm -hmm. absolutely. Alone but not lonely, mm. to live in the moment, mm -hmm. love it. Beautiful, beautiful things that you are wanting to grow in this year. For me, the one area that I like to grow in is this. Not just this year, but every year, is to learn how to love and be loved well. I think our core purpose as human beings is to love and be loved. That's what God created us for. And it's that simple, but it's also very complex. It wasn't meant to be complex, but we, 
the world, people around us contribute to the complexity. We all started out as babies, simply able to love and be loved. But along the way, things get complicated. So I would say, our core purpose as human beings is actually to relearn how to love and be loved well. To relearn it, because we actually used to know it. To relearn because when we were born, we were already beings of love made in God's image. We were born in love for love. But as time passes, our ability to love and be loved is chipped away by a dysfunctional world, dysfunctional families, dysfunctional relationships, and by our own dysfunctional selves. So as adults, we need to relearn what it means to love others well and to also allow ourselves to be loved well. And this is not just a Pauline uh, <laughs> um, wisdom. Uh. <laughs> Richard Ross says, true growth in holiness is a growth in willingness to love and be loved. True growth in holiness is a growth in willingness to love and be loved. And so that is my prayer for both you and me. I think for many of us, we probably work a little harder on loving others than allowing ourselves to be loved, right? Allowing myself to be loved is not something I often think about. And perhaps this is true for you too. How often does this question come to mind? Am I allowing myself to be loved well? I think this is important because we are to love our neighbour as ourselves. That is one of the greatest commandments. But if we don't know how to let ourselves be loved well, how are we going to love others well? It goes hand in hand, right? And when we don't allow ourselves to be loved, it's also hard to experience God's love in our lives. We know we are God's beloved in our minds, mentally, but we struggle sometimes to fully experience God's love in our lives, in our heart, our soul, our very beings. We understand the concept of God's love mentally, but it's hard to truly experience that love deeply in our beings, our hearts, our souls, the question we need to ask ourselves is, am I allowing myself to be loved well? Am I willing? Am I opening up my heart to God and to love? The Beatitudes carries much wisdom for us as we strive to learn again how to love and be loved well. Jesus brings us back to the foundational first steps of what it means to be flourishing as human beings. And it begins with accepting what is and stepping gently, boldly, steadily towards what could be. And one main area of growth for all of us is letting ourselves love and be loved well. So let me ask you, what holds you back from deeply believing that you are loved and that you are deserving of love? 
What messages have you heard throughout your life that has made it hard for you to believe that you are lovable? That's what Jesus came to do, to help us realize that we are already blessed. We are beloved in God's eyes. No matter what the world tells us, no matter what our situations may be, but this opportunity for growth and wholeness is not just a personal one or just limited to our community. We are also being challenged to participate in bending the world towards peace and wholeness. See, we cannot separate Jesus' words from his actions. The Beatitudes are not just Jesus' pronouncements of blessings on the meek, the hungry, the impoverished, the oppressed. The important thing is what he does with his life in relation to these words. Jesus empowers the meek, feeds the hungry, cares for the poor, demands justice for the oppressed. Jesus acts. He doesn't just speak blessing. He lives it out. He embodies it with his whole life through his words, his hands, his feet, his body, his life. He participates in bringing about the very blessings that he promises. And we are also called to do the same. The work of the kingdom is to share the blessings we enjoy. Debbie Thomas says, we don't endeavour to do justice, love mercy and walk humbly in order to earn God's blessings. We do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly because we are always and already blessed. You are always and already blessed. We are blessed, we are flourishing when we face difficult situations that lead us closer to God. We are blessed so that we can embody God's blessing in our world in doing justice, in loving mercy, and walking humbly with our God. So I want to leave you again with Jesus' words in Matthew 5, verse 48. And it says, in a word, what I'm saying is, grow up. Your kingdom subjects, now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives toward you. Know that we are already blessed because we have God by our side to encourage us, God before us to lead and guide us, and God behind us to catch us when we fall. And as a beloved people of God, we are here to walk each other home. You are blessed. You are loved. Now go. Be love and the blessing of God to the world. Amen. Let us prepare our hearts for a time of Holy Communion. We gather each Sunday at this table even though at this time we are all not physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. 
So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means that you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. The cross is two lines intersecting. The cross is where sorrow meets joy. Where pain meets healing, fear meets faith. Death meets resurrection. Hate meets love. This the table is at, at the intersection, intersection where two lines meet. This table is the declaration that love is stronger. Love is stronger than hate, stronger than death. This table where we break bread is the table of love, the center from where love flows. This, this table, table is, is one, one of awareness, awakening, of forgiveness, of reconciliation, of salvation, of love. With grateful hearts, we break the space of history to share in your vision of sharing at your table where all are equal, all are free. We, we ask, ask you to bless this bread and this cup. Through this meal, make, make us the body of Christ that we may join with you in promoting the well-being of all creation. Amen. We remember on the night when Jesus and the disciples had their last meal together. Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat it. And as often as you do, remember me. In the same way, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples. He said, Drink this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant poured out for you and for many. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. May I invite the stewards to distribute the elements, please?
God, bless these simple elements so that they will nourish us and strengthen us in body and in spirit. Let us partake the elements together. May I invite you to stand in body or in spirit to join in this prayer. Together. Lord, make us us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O O Divine divine Master, grant grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, church, and thank you for joining us once again um, at the Free Community Church for our Sunday service. So good to see so many of you here, and uh, if you are new with us, a special welcome home to you. Um, We would like to also use this opportunity, if you're new with us, to invite you uh, to leave your details with us so that we can actually get in touch with you. Our pastors will get in touch with you and be able to reach out to see how we can serve you better. And to do that, you can scan a QR code you're seeing on the screen there, or go to fcc.ly slash welcome. Um, once a month, um, at the end of every month, we on the fourth Sunday, we also have a newcomers meeting. Today is that day for January. Um, so if you're on site, uh, you can um, join us right after the service um, in the room behind uh, for a short newcomers meeting so you can meet the leaders and the pastors and be able for us to get to know you a little bit better. If you're online and you have registered for it, um, please do also attend. You have got the login link. And if you haven't, please email info at freecomchurch.org and we will be very happy to set you up with that to either join today's newcomers meeting or next month's. We're now going to continue to worship Uh, God with our giving this morning. And before we reach into our phones and into our wallets, um, I'd like to be able to uh, share with you a little bit about uh, why we, I I think it's important time to pause and to think about why do we give. So first, you know, FCC has been built on the generosity of so many people. Each and every person over the last 20 years has given to being able to make this space, this church, a witness of God's love to all. And I think that the work that FCC does plays a really important role in Singapore, in so many lives, and in the world today that we live in. So thank you so much for your generous giving over the past uh, 20 years. But when we say that we worship God with our giving, we, it is a practice of intention. We worship God in the singing of songs, where we put our focus on God, of who we are in God, who God is. And similarly, when we come to a time of giving, we do that as well. When we worship God with our giving, we also 
reclaim and step forward boldly into that liminal space, trusting, knowing where we are, trusting God with what God is going to be doing in and through our giving, in the witness of who we are in God and also who this church is in the world. Yesterday, I celebrated with my extended family our Lunar New Year and we had a reunion dinner. And then I was handing out ang paos to my uh, nieces and my nephews. And they went like, why are you handing out uh, ang paos to your niece and your nephews? You're not married, said my cousins. Don't need to give, don't need to give. But I saw it as an opportunity to one, break the heteronormativity of the practice, but two, to also use the opportunity to be a blessing to them to say a word of blessing over their lives as I gave them the ang paos and to know that there's a community of relatives who are there to support them as they grow. And similarly, when we give and any opportunity there is to, to, for us to give, what is the opportunity here that we want to demonstrate with our witness of being able to be generous in this moment? So there are two ways you can give um, uh, uh, electronically, either by PayNow, you can scan the QR codes there on the screen, or by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. Or if you prefer to give today by cash, you can lift up your hands and our stewards um, will come around to you to, to uh, bring you the bag. And with that, can we prepare our hearts uh, to give this morning? Loving God, we thank you that you are the God of new beginnings. You are the God of love and light. And you are also the God of who provides for all that we need. But God, we also want to not just thank you for your presence in our lives, the fellowship of this community, but also how you are encouraging us in this year to grow greater and greater into out of who we are not just are today, but into who you are calling us to become and who you have created us to be individually and as a community. And God, this morning, we bring our intentions into this moment to think about why we give into this, uh, into this moment, into this community. And God, we just ask that as we give this morning, that you will bless us generously in all areas of life and in the lives of the people that we are set with our hearts this morning to give to and that they may be blessed as well. In Jesus' name we pray, all of God's people say, Amen. So can I invite the stewards to come forward? And if you'd like to give by cash, please raise your hands. And while the bags are going around, I have a few announcements to share with us. All right, first announcement is that um, next Sunday after church, we have got a Chinese New Year reunion lunch for us as a community. And for those people who have registered, um, you know, please make your way there after service next Sunday. And also, please make sure that you transfer, you've gotten the information to transfer the payment for the lunch. Um, and please do so this week so that we can get that part organized. Um, so for uh, the, we have got about probably about an hour odd to be able to get to lunch after the Sunday service. It's going to be at 1.15 p.m. at the Orchard Rendezvous Hotel. Um, and uh, we're going, uh, you're going to look for the Cambod uh, Teochew Restaurant. And we're going to have a, a wonderful lunch uh, together. So thank you all for registering for that. Next Sunday also, uh, for, um, a as a reminder, is the first Sunday that we're going to have live worship back. 
So if you are here, you're going to have an extra special uh, treat that, you know, the worship team is going to be ministering to us uh, with music, and we're going to be able to lift our voices um, together. You know, the, the um, recordings that we listen to and worship to um, are actually recordings of previous worship sessions. So it's always best to be able to join us live. So next Sunday is a great opportunity to do that. All right, so the next announcement that I've got for everyone is an, an after-church event that's happening in February or called ACE. So ACE is an opportunity for us to come together to learn uh, and do things together, fellowship, but also grow together as a community. And for February, the ACE event uh, is going to be in, on the 26th at 1 p.m. and it's about estate planning. Uh, now, you know, many of us in the community are getting older and, um, you know, as LGBT people, um, for many of us, estate planning is complicated. So if you want to get more information on how to do estate planning, um, and by way of um, the LPAs, wills, trusts, CPF, insurance, and how they all interplay together, you may want to attend this uh, free seminar um, that's going to be held on the 26th of February at 1 p.m. And all you have to do to register for that is to go to fcc.ly slash ace, and we'll see you after lunch on the 26th together, right here at One Commonwealth. Unfortunately, this session is not going to be recorded or broadcasted uh, by the... Um, We've asked uh, for the organizers' permission to do that, and unfortunately, this is only going to be available for those people attending on-site on the 26th. Volunteers, um, you know, the, this entire church is uh, made up of volunteers who pour out their time, talent, energy, and love for this community in the different ministries. And one ministry that's looking for help right now is the welcome team. And so if you would like to be able to be a part of the welcome team, especially if you're newer in the church, just as you have been welcomed as you've been coming in, this could be a ministry that you can uh, serve in. And so if you are looking to be able to find a ministry um, and you want to find out more, contact Sean um, at that number or email uh, info at freecomchurch.org to find out more. And finally, I would like to invite uh, Reverend Myak to give us the benediction. So if you could just all rise in body or in spirit, and I'll invite Reverend Myak to come over. Dear beloved, our lives are a journey to learn to love and be loved. Doing one without the other means that we are cut off from the source of love itself. May you go forth connected deeply to the source of love, and that is God. Know that you are beloved. So, and learn to accept love from others as well as you go out to love the world into a new beginning, a new creation. So join in God's movement of reimagining the world, rebirthing the world, transforming the world. Go in love and peace always. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. We look forward to seeing you next week.